You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It is an open forum Wednesday, and I love that. Open Forum Wednesday. Got a little chime in the background. And uh, I don't know about you, but we're going to have a little fantasy football roundtable. And I say I don't know about you because I don't really participate in that. I'm a moderator, so I'm hoping that you get involved. I hope that you want to have uh, some fun on our roundtable today. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We've got uh, Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns and the Mercury, uh, putting his team up for sale. No surprise there. I said that last week. There is no way that Sarver was going to be able to stay uh, at the, you know, the, the ownership level. Just not. He couldn't be the owner. He was going to lose sponsors. You know, already they lost the sponsor on their uniform patch, and that was just going to be the start. There was just no way it was going to work. So, you know, to me, uh, this was inevitable. This was an absolute, yes, there's no way Robert Sarver is going to be able to maintain his ownership uh, of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. So we've got a lot to talk about today. I want your phone calls. All you got to do is hit that hand icon. I will put you right on and we will get this show rolling. But again, an open form Wednesday plus our fantasy football roundtable. So as soon as someone starts talking about their fantasy football question, that will be your cue to join in on the roundtable, all right? So I'll let you decide when you want to start that. And as soon as we get one question involving the fantasy football for this week, that will be your signal that, okay, you can join me on stage with everyone else uh, and I will be the moderator, all right? So we got a lot of good things that we're going to talk about today. I want to get to as many phone calls as we can on this Open Forum Wednesday. Uh, football tomorrow with uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. A couple of big games this weekend. Going to be an interesting game in South Florida with the Bills and the Dolphins. I don't know why that game is not the uh, number one game on the CBS calendar. They've got the uh, Chiefs and the Colts, which you know I, I don't really understand that. I know that these decisions uh, very often are made, you know, a, a few weeks ahead of time. But you know, why can't you change it, right? Does that make sense to you, that you would have the uh, Chiefs and the Dismal Colts as the game of the week that Nance and Romo were doing instead of the Bills and the Dolphins? I don't know about you. That doesn't make sense to me. does not make sense to me at all. All right, let's get to uh, some uh, phone calls right here on this open form Wednesday. We say hello to Trent. Trent, great to have you lead us off today on this Wednesday. How are you, Trent? Hey, Grant, can you hear me okay? 
I hear you great, buddy. Go okay, ahead. Okay, cool. Um, I wanted to talk a little golf. Um, I'm looking forward to the uh, President's Cup this weekend. And um, I mentioned when I saw you back on Monday at uh, Bennett's that I was going to go to the Fortinet Championship in Napa last weekend. And I, I went on Saturday and I just had a ball. I ended up I ended up being on TV briefly when uh, Sahith Thagala hit his tee shot on the 11th tee and almost made a hole in one on the uh, on that hole coming in on the back nine there on Saturday. But what people didn't know is that somebody was actually talking in the hospitality area that made him lose his concentration. He took his club back and he stopped right at parallel and he completely stopped his swing, went back to reset. And then he uh, went back to uh, engage with the shot again, and actually almost made a hole in one. And it was it was a hole. It was a shot that was wow. uh, about two feet from the hole. But um, but anyway, I was I was uh, really captivated about our conversation that we had at Bennett's. Um, the way you described the uh, the uh, the the stuff going on between the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour, um, I really. Th- found your comments yep. to be really insightful with regard to the sponsors and the actual charities that are affected by you know the live golf isn't supporting that and the pga tour you know supports all that stuff um in droves i mean what what, what, what do you think about that what do you think about that pga versus live golf thing this is now in its infancy and they're going to have to learn how to coexist and uh, the PGA Tour has really dug its heels into the sand. Basically don't want anything to do with the Live Golf Tour, don't want players that are playing on the Live Golf Tour to be able to play in their tour. Obviously majors are gonna be a little bit different, but uh, these two sides right now, particularly the PGA Tour is at war with the Live Golf Tour. And I believe at some point there's gonna have to be a happy medium, but that doesn't seem like it's gonna be uh, occurring anytime soon. Is it good for golf? I personally don't think it's good for golf. When I watch a PGA event, I want to see the best players in the world. Well, now I'm not seeing all the best players in the world because a lot of the best players in the world are playing on the Live Golf Tour. Personally, just me, I don't have any interest in the Live Golf Tour. I haven't watched one second of it. I could change my opinion on that. But right now, I have no interest in the Live Golf Tour. I don't even know where to find it if I wanted to watch it anyway. So I think for right now, it is not good for the game of golf. I think it is damaging to the game of golf. I really agree with you. And and the Live Golf is on the YouTube, and they only have they only have a, a smidgen of the viewership that a PGA Tour event would have on national television, and it just doesn't seem like it has any legs to me i mean greg norman this week i think has been talking about that yeah we have tv partners that are gonna that are gonna take part in this live golf and it's i, I just don't see it happening because of all the uh stuff well yeah going i think on. greg norman uh, yes yeah, show me the, show, show me the contract don't tell me it's gonna happen show me show me uh, the, i don't know who's gonna televise the live golf tour in america i i don't i i'm very skeptical of that i agree with you and no no disrespect but as far as the president's cup this weekend I wouldn't watch one second of the President's Cup. It's football season. You know, I don't care about the President's Cup. And I, I wouldn't even, if you had not brought it up to me, I wouldn't even know what was going on this weekend. I'm all about college football on Saturday, the NFL on Sunday, and I'm following Aaron Judge and his home run chase. Uh, I personally have zero interest in the President's Cup. And I, uh, and again, I, I may be uh, in left field on this one. I believe that most of the sports fans agree with me. I don't think, I think very, very few people 
are going to be watching the President's Cup on a big football weekend in September. I don't think this country really cares about the President's Cup. I think the viewership will be very low for that. Well, I, I, I think I agree with you with that. I mean, even when they had the final round of the Fortinet Championship, I mean, I don't have Golf Channel, but I was making plans to sort of go somewhere where they did have Golf Channel, but I didn't get off my chair because the 49ers were kicking butt against the Seahawks, and I, uh, I, I was really captivated by that game. So go Jimmy Garoppolo, yep. and my friend Chris Young will get a kick out of this, me, me being on. So thanks for having me, Grant, and God bless you, and have a great weekend. Thank thanks you, a lot. Thank you, buddy. Really appreciate it. Good way to start off the show. And uh, we are now going to roll right along here uh, to Antonio on Listen Up. Antonio, what's going on today? How are you? Hey, Grant. I mean, I'll try to get in and out because I know the guys want to talk um, some fantasy football. Hey, real quick, um, just randomly, how many times on the on the on the when you're right there on the court have you used the uh, heard? Not you use. Have you heard the N word being used? I see Draymond came out today. He didn't say nothing in particular about it being on the court, but other people have mentioned it. Uh, is it a pretty common thing? Uh, and I'm not trying to make this get too far off the beat of path there. Just, you know, I, you know, I will be lying to you if I've never used it. No, it's not. It's it's not that it's uh, I've heard it before. Uh, I hear it a lot more off uh, the floor. I hear it a lot on the bus. I hear it a lot in the elevators. Uh, I hear it more off the floor than on the floor. You have to understand when I'm announcing a game, I have headsets on and I have volume coming into my headsets. So I don't really hear a lot of the banter on the court. Okay. So uh, you, you must understand I, I'm the wrong, even though I'm sitting on the court when I'm announcing the games, I don't really hear a lot of what the players are saying, but off the court, I heard it all the time. I heard it at practice. I heard it in the locker room. I heard it. Uh, I heard it everywhere. It was very prevalent. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that I was just curious. And then uh, one up two real quick more. And then with the judge, um, how do, does that bring you back a little bit to me? I, I mean, I mean, I, I've kind of checked out on baseball. I think you said earlier, I mean, it's hard, but now that you, you being a diehard Yankee fan, and there's a lot of Yankee fans out there, um, and me being an A's fan, it's hard to do. But um, has, is it bringing, is it drawing you back a little bit to kind of watch everything now with him? Or is it just more that he's going for some greatness? Because you think about all the, the, the history, you know, Maris and, and Mantle back in 61. Yeah. Amazing. Come, is it, are you locked in right now on that? Not really. I, I think sports records in general are captivating, and I think it draws a lot of people. I personally think baseball is a extremely boring game now. I do not like the way the game is played. Uh, I hate the way the analytics have ruined baseball. I hate the pitching changes. I hate the fact that it's either a home run or a strikeout. The Yankees, to me, it's the one reason why they will not win in the playoffs this year. They don't put the ball in play enough. They don't put pressure on the defense. They don't take the extra base. They have a manager in Aaron Boone who lets the players jog out of the box on balls hit to the outfield. And very often, instead of a triple, it's a double. Instead of a double, it's a single or they're thrown out. I, I do not enjoy watching baseball now. With that said, if I'm home and I know that Aaron Judge is coming up, will I watch it? Yeah, I'll watch it because to me, watching baseball history, watching history in any sport is a great thing. But as far as the game itself, I'm disgusted with baseball right now. I think the game is an extremely boring, slow game that has a lot of need of repair. 
and then lastly, one last one. So the Mark Davis, you know, chose to go to to Vegas to yep. go to Connecticut to watch a WNBA. Yep. I literally have not watched WNBA. I mean, I've got two daughters. They didn't play that many sports at all. But um, what's your thoughts on the WNBA? Is it is it? What, what, are they trying to shove it down our throat? I mean, I don't know how many people went to the parade, but I'm not hating on it. I just I just can't get into it, Grant. What's your thoughts on it? I'm not hating it. I, I don't know anybody that watches the WNBA. I can't name one person that I know that watches the WNBA. I'm not hating on it either. I actually used to go to the games when they were in Sacramento a couple times a year and I enjoyed it, but I, I don't know of anyone that watches the WNBA. I don't hear of anyone ever talking about the WNBA. So, you know, I don't, I don't think they're shoving it down your throats because the reality is you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. I, I haven't watched a W. I actually enjoy watching women's college basketball more than the WNBA. I haven't watched the WNBA game in years. I'm, but I've watched women's college basketball. I find that to be, you know, more exciting. But to answer your question, I don't know of anyone that watches the WNBA. I really don't. I don't hear about the WNBA talked about on radio shows that I listen to. Um, I I don't know what else to say. I don't know anyone that watches it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm listening too much Las Vegas radio out there. I get all the radio Raiders stuff out there. They they're selling the the, the WNPs. They won the championship. Hey Grant, I'll be calling you Friday with my picks. I'll be taking the Raiders. Thank you, buddy. And oh my God! All right, thank you, Grant. Thank you. And again, I have nothing against the WNBA. I again, I used to go watch it. You know, several times a year when it was in uh, Sacramento. But you know, the only time I've heard about the WNBA in the last year was the arrest of Brittany Griner in Russia. That's it. There's been more coverage of the WNBA because of Brittany Griner than anywhere else. You know, as far as Mark Davis, though, not being at the Raiders game because he's the uh, owner of the Aces, I think that's pretty cool of him. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. And I, I, oh, Mark Davis is a huge basketball fan, a huge basketball fan. But I think that's great. I really do. I think it's awesome that he forego the home opener against Arizona, which in retrospect was probably a good move on his part, to go watch his team win a championship. So I have a that that's I can't really argue with that. All right, let's get to uh, Brian. Brian, you're with Grant Napier here on Listen App. Hi, Brian. Hey Grant. Hey, on the golf topic, I'm a golf fan enthusiast. And I'm with you. I, I love the Ryder Cup. I really love the Ryder Cup, but I just am not a fan of the President's Cup at all. Uh it's like a poor man's poor man's version. The Europe doesn't send theirs. It's just not the prestige as the Ryder Cup. So I'm with you on that. And uh, uh, so do you like the Ryder Cup since you brought that up? Or is it just something you're not into? I do. I, I do. No, I do. I, I do enjoy the Ryder Cup. I Again, I, my biggest issue is the schedule of the Ryder Cup. But yes, I do enjoy the Ryder Cup. I, I will watch it. I won't watch it from start to finish. But absolutely. But again, now as we look ahead to, towards next year's Ryder Cup, you know, the live golf players are not going to be eligible for the Ryder Cup. So what kind of Ryder Cup are we going to have when you have some of the best players in the world that aren't going to, you know, when, the best, when I mean the best players in the world, I'm not talking about Australia because it's the United States and Europe, but you're going to have a Ryder Cup and the teams are not going to be as good as they could have been because the players that are on the live golf tour won't be playing in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, that brings up the second point to your to your question. I just hate the live tour as well. I hate what it's doing to golf. Uh, we're transitioning into the post-Tiger era, and you're never going to have another Tiger, but you, what you do have is a lot of young guns who've been watching Tiger for 20 years as a toddler, and we've seen yep. some of these guys come on the tour the last 10-plus years. And now that you have 
these guys like Kepka Johnson going to the live tour. And, and now it's like, who's where, what have you? I just hate, I don't think it's good for golf. I, I don't think it's good for the post tiger era of golf. And, you know, Mickelson didn't help, you know, starting this more or less with, with let's, you know, I was a, you know, I am or was a Mickelson fan and let's just face it, total dishonest statements. You know, he's not trying to go grow the golf in my opinion. He's, it's all a big cash grab. I mean, he's getting a hundred million dollar contract to go join this and lead the way with others following. And I just think it's disappointing. And I don't know where this is going to go, as you alluded to, as far as how they're going to, you know, transition this or watch it between the two. Yeah. Uh, but just not a big, not a fan at all. No, I'm not. And, and, you know, take a look at a guy like Bryson DeChambeau. People love watching him play because, you know, he could uh, on occasion, you know, drive, you know, par fours where no one else could, or, you know, he'd hit a, a, a an incredible drive and people love seeing how far he hit the ball. Well, he's not on the PGA tour anymore. So when you lose uh, those type of names, you mentioned Kepka, you mentioned Dustin Johnson. I mean, it's, it's not good for the, it's, I'll tell you who gets hurt. The golf fan like you and I, we're the ones that get hurt because now it would be like watching the national football league without, you know, Aaron Rodgers or, you know, great, great players. I mean, the, the quality of the NFL excuse me, would not be as good. So, I mean, if the if Aaron, Rod yeah. if Aaron Rodgers and uh, Josh Allen and, you know, a couple of the other star players in the league, receivers, whatever, if Micah Parsons of the Cowboys decided to go play in the Canadian Football League and leave the NFL, that would really hurt the quality of the National Football League. So it's it can't help golf. It's only going to hurt golf. One last question. I totally agree with you. Will – I don't have uh, done a deep dive in this. Is there any way the majors will not allow live golfers come on, or is that just something they won't touch or not allowed? I don't think they can. I, I I don't see how they could. I don't know. That would end up in court. I don't see how it could. The reality is that if you win a major, it comes with an exemption. Now, if you're breaking the law yeah. and you're in jail, that's one thing like happened with the Argentinian golfer of, of the Masters. Uh, gosh, you're off the top of my head, I can't even remember his name. But the point is that right. What that you, if you win at Augusta, you have an exemption. If you win at the U.S. Open, you have exemption. You have all of these exemptions. How can these majors prevent you from playing just because you're playing on another tour? I don't think they can. Uh, Angel, Cabrera, yeah. Angel Cabrera is the name. Oh yes, that's right. Yep. Well, we'll see. And it, it is disappointing. I, you know, I'm really down on the whole thing. So, uh, we'll, anyhow, we'll talk, uh, talk again soon, Grant. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it very much. Appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, uh, here are your lines tomorrow night. 
the Steelers are getting five points. Uh, the Ravens are minus three at the Patriots. The Bills are minus four at the Dolphins. The Bengals minus four and a half at the Jets. Can you is are, are we really thinking that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to start off zero and three? Saints are at the Panthers. Saints are minus three. The uh, Vikings are at home minus six and a half against the Lions. Chiefs minus six and a half against the Colts. Raiders minus one at the Titans. Eagles minus four at the Washington Commanders. Texas at the Bears. The Bears minus two and a half. Chargers are home to the Jaguars minus seven. That's an interesting line. Buccaneers at home to the Packers minus two and a half. No Mike Evans in that game. Falcons are at the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus one and a half. The Rams minus four at the Cardinals. The 49ers are at the Broncos. The Broncos are minus one. And the Giants are minus two and a five, two, two and a half at home against the Cowboys. All right. I'll have my picks for you coming up uh, tomorrow. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls if you want. And at, you know, again, all you need to do is hit your hand icon uh, and we will put you right up on stage with me. It's that simple. All right. And if you want to talk fantasy football, we can do that. All right. We can do that. We can have our fantasy football roundtable. And whoever wants to start it off, we can start it off and we will go from there. All right, let's get to Andrew right here on a open forum Wednesday. Andrew, as soon as you hit your mic icon, you got it. Go ahead, buddy. You're on the air. Hey. What can I do for you? Hey, thanks, Grant. How did you uh, how did you envision the the fantasy forum or the fantasy football conversation to be going? Uh, well, we've done it the last two weeks. And basically, uh, whoever wants to come on stage with me, we can have multiple people and we just have a roundtable discussion and you or whoever else throws out questions and other listeners answer the questions, give advice and talk about what they're doing. And that's how we've done it the first two weeks. Let me throw this out there. I yep. have I have a, a good amount of running backs and I, I'm a little thin on wide receivers and I got a trade offer today or this week for I would give up. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and receive Mike Williams from the Chargers. What do, what do, what does everyone think? Okay, well, you stay on, and now we're gonna have we're gonna bring other people on, and uh, we will start a roundtable right now. So, uh, Connor, you're on with uh, Andrew. Uh, you want to talk fantasy football too? Yeah, I would accept that trade in a heartbeat. Mike Williams is like a top fifteen fantasy receiver. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire is like a top 30 running back. And if you need wide receiver depth, I would take that easily. All right, hang on one Yeah, second. I was thinking, you know, week one, yeah. uh, Keenan was the target hog. Mike didn't do much week one with Keenan playing. Then last week, Keenan's out and Mike goes off. And I saw, you know, I saw a good amount of the Chiefs games. It looks like Clyde is definitely the, the one, the RB1. And having the RB1 on the best offense – one of the best offenses in the league is is high value. So yeah, I I would think lean Mike, but I don't want to uh, discredit Clyde's value in the Chiefs offense around the goal line red zone look and he catches it's a point per catch as well. So All right, and Andrew hang on there. Let's bring in some other people. Cool. Connor hang on there too for a moment. Ryan will bring you in on this discussion. Hi Ryan. Hey, what's going on, Grant? Good afternoon, guys. Um, no, I would not do that trade. Uh, Mike is going to be the target of the defense in the past game with the Rams until Keenan is back. I would keep Clyde 
every time, a hundred times over. So that that is not a trade I would do. All right, how about Cody? Cody, you can chime in on this conversation. Go ahead, Cody. I, I would take Mike Williams. I uh, he, He's been a Bronco killer for years. The guys were great. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hasn't proven it to me in a big sample size yet. I, I would do it. All right, fair enough there. Let's bring in Kyle. Kyle, you can join this roundtable. We've got a good uh, discussion going on right now. Go ahead, Kyle. What do you have to add? Yeah, I would agree with uh, Ryan. Um, I would take uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, especially with Herbert's injury. You don't know uh, if he's going to stay healthy or not. Um, so to me, I would uh, keep Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this situation here. Now, Connor? I'm going to get back to you. Uh, you're the one that started this off in response to Andrew. So you have a little difference of opinion, right? Yeah, I mean, you're getting Mike Williams at such high value. And Clyde Edward Tolaire has probably played his best football that he's going to play this year. They also have Isaac Pacheco, rookie, who gets a lot of field time as the passing down back. And especially with Keenan Allen injured, Mike Williams is going to get a lot more targets, and he's obviously the deep ball threat. Very interesting discussion. All right, uh, we got Ryan on. We have Cody. We have Kyle. We have Connor. Andrew is uh, at the moment back on with us. Andrew, go ahead. Uh, follow hey, up on that. Did that you was, get your question that was, answered? That was great, guys. That was great. I hope we can. You know, that was a great, a nice little example. Getting good feedback. You know, and examples like that, and just kind of the week and and get potential trade talks, but. You know, I know everyone's league has so many different settings, scoring. Um, so just, you know, keeping the context to it as well is very important, obviously, in roster. All right, again, are, we've are, got – Yep, oh, thank sorry, you. Sorry, Grant. Are, are you in a PPR? Yes. I think Andrew – okay. Okay. All right, so we, had, we, have, we have Ryan, Cody, Andrew, Connor, and Kyle. What else do you guys want to talk about? Uh, Cody, you want you have any other uh, questions or anything else you um, want to talk about? Okay, it's a half point PPR. Who would you start out of these two? Jahan Dotson on the Redskins or Chris Olave on this on the Saints? The Redskins are playing the Eagles, and the Saints they're playing at Carolina. Connor, I'll let you answer that question. I would go with Jahan Dotson. I think he scored a couple touchdowns last week. And Chris Olave with Jameis Winston at quarterback. Can't trust him at all. And Carson Wentz, I would say, is a little more trustworthy. And it looks like Terry McLaurin isn't really the receiver that Washington thought he would be. So I would take a shot with the rookie. Interesting. Waggus, welcome to the conversation, Waggus. How you doing? Good, good. Long time. I'm sorry, been busy. I uh, just wanted to get in. So I actually have Mike Williams and Clyde uh, Edwards-Alaire both on my team. If I was able to give up one, I would give up Clyde because I do think looking at previous seasons and, and this year, especially with Keenan Allen out, I think he's a big target for Herbert. All right, Ryan, go ahead. The floor is yours, Ryan. Yeah, no, I, I think the surprise start of the week, and it shouldn't be a surprise, is Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is going to have a monster game at Miami. Um, he is playing out of his mind right now. The Buffalo Bills are rolling on all cylinders. Hopefully they have not hit their strides too soon. 
but uh, I would go Josh Allen if anybody has him as their starting quarterback. I think it's going to be a big week. I, I don't see Tua playing that well three weeks in a row. All right. Al, thank you for joining the roundtable. Al, welcome in. It's Go ahead. What do you what do you have for us, Al? Hey, I just heard a, a comment. Johan, Jahan Dotson, who was the other player? Chris Olave. New Orleans Saints receiver, Chris Olave. Okay, well, let's see. Dotson's um, through two games. I think that's all with Dotson. I, I think I agree okay. with the other caller. It's uh, Dotson. It just seems like he's. That, he's that's who I got right punched now. in right now. I, he's been good so far. Surprisingly. Yeah, and, and if he, hey, right the hot hand, man. You know, uh, I mean, that's I, I like I like Dotson. I don't know. Did you say your league? You didn't say. I mean, it's a half half point. Yeah. No, I like Dotson. I agree with the the other call, the other answer. I just got in, so I missed a lot of it. But yeah, I like Dotson. I got a question for the group, if I could. Sure. This is going to be a college football type of question because I'm looking to pick up a guy off the waiver wire. He's a rookie out of Alabama, Brian Robson. He's a kid that got that shot in the leg. He's coming yep. back by week five and. What do you guys think about me picking him up now? It's still about two weeks out, but I need a running back because Connor's dinged up already. You guys like Robinson? What do you see for his uh, his uh, his impact with the with the Commanders? All right, we'll go around the round table. We'll start with Waggus first. Waggus, go ahead. Um, come what? back to me, Grant. I I, I got to think about. Okay, that no problem, Connor. Yeah. We'll go to you, uh, Connor. What do you think of that? Well, considering that he just got shot a couple weeks ago, it's probably going to take a while to get him back. And he hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet. Antonio Gibson's looked better than people thought. So there's probably better options at running back on the waiver wire than him. Ryan? Yeah, I know he's uh, – I know he's uh, – they like – he's already back, you know, sort of like doing some uh, light work. And they, and they really – I mean, Rivera is really, really high. And I'm going to go ahead – Thank you for that input. Go ahead. Yep. Ryan, what do you add on? What do you think, Ryan? I would pick him up now if I were you. Uh, I think it's a it's at least take it, it. It's a good flyer to take at this point. And if he has one big week, then, you know, the demand's going to change and you wouldn't have had the chance to have him. But I would definitely pick him up. Uh, I, I'm all in on that. I think they're going to run the ball a lot more uh, as yeah. the weather gets poorer. I think he is a very good pick, so that's a that's a good look by you. Nate, what do you how do you do you know anything about Robinson? You follow the college game a yeah. little bit. Oh yeah, but I mean he was a hell of a running back at Alabama. He was their bell cow running back. Uh, he, he was big time. Uh, Cody, what do you think? Would you pick him up off the waiver wire? Yeah, I would because I know Ron Rivera is not big on Gibson. The guy fumbles too much. Right. The only reason Gibson's playing is because McKissick can't handle three down work. They're just right. waiting for Robinson to come in. They, they were bragging about him all a uh, training camp. I would get him. Okay. And I, and also to Ryan's point, thank, thank you guys. Thank you for that, Cody. I mean, I love, I, that's what I was hearing about, uh, you know, Rivera being kind of down on a, on a Gibson and, and uh, I'm thinking like Ryan, if I wait, cause I'm the second highest scoring team in our league. And I, if I wait, I'm I'm not going to get him. If he comes back and starts, uh, it might be slow, but I'm going to pull the trigger. Thanks, guys. 
Yeah. All right, thank you, Al Waggis. Are you back with yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to chime in. I would pick him up, but I would watch him for a week before I start him. So I, right. I wouldn't just start him because you know he just got shot, so right. So right. Yeah, he got shot. And he's rehabbing, but his rehab's come going along real good. But thanks, guys. Appreciate the feedback. I'm gonna go get him. Thank you, Al. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, anyone else want to add anything before we wrap up the roundtable? We got Ryan, Cody, Connor, Waggus. Anything else? Yeah, yeah I have right. some injury questions. All right, Connor, go ahead. Does anybody know what the deal is with Herbert? My backup is Stafford, and I don't know if Herbert's obviously the rib injury. Is he safe to start, or should I just start Stafford this week? What do you think, Ryan? Uh, good question. Uh, he's in the top 10 in most leagues that I'm looking at right now, even with the injury. I think he's going to be fine. I know ribs, the risks you take starting him is if he takes a hard hit because a rib injury is something that is very, very painful. But if the O-line can protect him, I would start him over Stafford. Well, the report yesterday was that he is feeling more comfortable. Uh, Cody, what do you think about that? Uh, it's a it's a it's a tough call there. I I'd probably roll with Herbert because I think yeah I'd roll with Herbert. I mean he he had the hurt ribs. He made that great pass on fourth down. Yeah. Ten days off. I'm sure he's got to be feeling a little better than then. Waggus, what do you think yeah. on Herbert? Yeah. Uh, let me yeah. just read something from Coach Staley. He said he's gotten a lot of rest since the last game. He's feeling more comfortable. I know that he was able to do some light throwing yesterday, some rotational work, but we're just going to take it day by day and see where his comfort level is. Waggus, what do you think of that question? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start Stafford this week because I'm looking at the matchup. They're playing Arizona in Arizona, and I think Stafford is going to light him up. Just on a matchup, I would start Stafford this week. Okay. Anything else, guys? You want to talk about any other any other questions? Yes. Yeah, so well, uh, Waggis, let me ask you. I mean, Herbert—they're playing Jacksonville. You don't think that's a good matchup for Herbert, hurt or not? Well, no, no, no. It's a good matchup for him, but he's still hurt, right? So that's why you know to go with this safe bet. I'm just gonna go with Stafford here because I'm looking at you know um, the the past two weeks Arizona hasn't really done well good on the defensive end I mean even the Raiders were up big on them so that's no that's that's a good point Arizona's been not very good obviously they came back but at the same time you have to realize that Stafford's playing hurt as well yeah yeah I mean I mean obviously if Herbert I know was 100 percent that that's not a big deal right I mean I'm I'm putting Herbert in but you know because I just want to be safe here I'm going to put Stafford in watching for a week and that's just my like that's how I do it like if I know a player's hurt or coming off an injury I want to watch him for a week before I you know put him in the starting lineup you know the other aspect about Jacksonville they're not chopped liver anymore I mean yeah, exactly. they almost won they almost won week one and they just shut out the Colts 24 nothing yes. and I'm not saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl but they're not a pushover anymore the Jaguars are a pretty good football team and and Grant, do you remember me saying something about Jaguars at the beginning of the year, and you said that they yep. were still a five-win team? So I yep. think that they can easily win that division. But I wanted to bring something up. So now that you know, because I drafted Kittle, right? And now that Jimmy G is back, uh, do you think that it's probably better to keep Kittle because you know that is his favorite target, or has been for the past couple of years? Connor, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, I'd definitely keep him. He's in a much better situation now with Trey Lance out. Garoppolo and Kittle have that chemistry for years. And he's probably his number one option. Yeah. Debo can go back yeah, to being used in the running game a lot more now, especially with Elijah Mitchell hurt. So I would definitely okay. move on to him. Oh, All right, we got uh, we got Al back. Al, what do you think about uh, George Kittle now with Garoppolo a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, things just changed. The whole complexion changed. You've been talking about this since the preseason. Uh, Lance versus uh, versus Garoppolo. So I definitely hold on to Kittle. Um, and as, as far as Stafford Herbert, you know, I was at the game at SoFi last last week, and he looked. He threw some good passes. He threw a couple. Of, Bad picks, but you know that's what Stafford's going to do. But he looked pretty comfortable back there. And if if Herbert's really down, like Wagas, if a guy's really dinged up, and I got somebody who might be a close, you know, if they're both healthy, I go Herbert. But with Herbert's injury, maybe they scale it back a little bit, try to load up an Eckler, and you know, and just because you know. So that's I'm I'm with Wagas on that as far as. If, if he's still iffy, I know her, they say Stafford's hurt, but I don't know. He, he took a couple of nice passes. I was at the game, so it, I would try to – I would keep an eye on Herbert's status, see how it's looking on day-to-day. Yep. It sounds like he's doing good, but just keep an eye on it. Ryan, you high on Kittle now with Garoppolo being the quarterback? And, you know, yeah. He has a, yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Kittle – the offense changed to a degree when they had Trey Lance in there as the starter. But like I forget who said it, there is that chemistry between Kittle and Garoppolo. And regardless of the offense changing, that is the outlet for both of those quarterbacks. And especially with the way that Jimmy G plays, Kittle is a must keep. I would not get rid of him. Obviously, he's dealing with a little bit of an injury and getting back from that. But Do not get rid of that guy. I think that is going to be a huge, huge play uh, going forward this season because I think the 49ers are much better now. With Just for the the record, uh, Kittle was limited in practice today, still coming back from the groin. Cody, what do you think of that that question about George Kittle? I hope he sits this week so he's healthy for week four. But uh, I would keep him for sure. His value went up. Now with Jimmy at quarterback for sure. Anything else, guys? We have a nice roundtable going with Ryan, Cody, Waggis, Connor, and Alfred. Anything else you guys want to discuss? Yeah, I have one more injury question. Yes. Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver for the Colts. He didn't play last week. And they're playing the Chiefs this week. I'd assume they'd be down pretty early and they'll be inclined to throw a lot more. But I don't know. Is Pittman going to be fine to go this week? Wow, that's a very good question. Waggish, you want to chime in first on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my friends has Pittman. Um, like I said, I mean, if he's coming off an injury, and and and, and here's another thing: the Colts are playing like straight up crap. Right? Matt Ryan looks horrible, so I would just be very careful with that. See if you can try to get rid of him in general. That that's just my take on it. I'm not Cody. What do you think? Cody, what do you think? Uh, well, it says it says right here that he returned to practice today with his quad injury. Man, I think they're going to be down too. It's just Waggis is right. Can Matt Ryan get him a good pass to catch? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what your yep. other your other options are. Who you could start over him, but yep. maybe Ryan. Uh, okay, Cody. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. Uh, go ahead and finish your thought, Cody. I apologize for that. 
No, I, I did. I didn't hear who else he has. He could start besides Pittman. There's Connor, who else option. can you start? Connor, who else can you start? So my league tight ends count as wide receivers. So I have Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddle, Mark Andrews, Waller, and Kadarius Tony, and I have to start three of them. So right now I have Waddle, Andrews, and Waller in my starting lineup. Cody. Uh, <laughs> so you need three three guys, right? Yeah. Okay, well, one more time. I'm sorry, Connor. Can you run down the names again? Three guys. Yeah, Hitman, Waddle, Kadarius Tony, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller. Well, as a okay. Giants fan, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in here. I wouldn't take Kadarius Tony. I, I'd rather have an offensive tackle lineup as my wide receiver. Cody, go ahead. And answer that. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I love Kadarius Tony, but this is not the week to play him. Keep him on your bench. I'd start Pittman, Waller, and uh, shoot, I forgot. I forgot the third guy. Andrews. Waddle. Yeah, Andrews. Mark Andrews. Absolutely. You're gonna sit wide. Ryan, what do you, you Ryan, Ryan, what do you, Ryan? Hang on a minute, Ryan. What do you think of that? Uh, I agree 100% with that. Um, Waller. Yeah, you, you gotta go with those three. Uh, Pittman, you know, yeah, they're gonna be down. Come on, they're they're of course gonna be down. The way that Matt Ryan's playing football right now, but I have no confidence he can get the ball to any of those receivers and tight ends right now. The way that things have worked out in the first two weeks. So, I'm with you, Cody. Al, Al, uh, chime in on that. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Tony. Out of his choices, you sit him. Uh, Waddle, man, he's, he's playing. He's got to be one of your guys. You know, I got it. You know, so definitely, uh, Tony's not. He's not. He's not an option. Um, I would definitely go and probably sit Pittman and go with the. Uh, was I think Mark Andrews? He's the. Uh, and who was your? Just uh, Tony's out, and probably Tony and Pittman sit them and start the other three. That's my take. All right. Hey, everybody, this was really fun today. Ryan, Cody, Waggis, Connor, Al, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. We'll do this again next Wednesday, okay? Thanks, right, Grant. Thank you for the thanks, help. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Connor, guys. good stuff, man. You had some good content here. Uh, Cody, you're always great. Ryan, always uh, great. Appreciate it. Ryan, you're going to give me any uh, – you gonna give me a game show quiz today, or are we we taking the week off, man? I, I I need to know, right? I need to know before I put you back in the audience. Well, do you need time to prepare, or uh, are you ready I don't to need go? To, I, oh, I'm always ready to go. Are you kidding me? Come okay, on. okay. So when you and the wife uh, used to hang out, have a movie Saturday, what what kind of movies did you used to like? Um. We didn't really go to a lot of the uh, go to a lot of movies, but not just one genre uh, a variety of movies so i wouldn't just say i wouldn't go with one category i would say whatever was you know hot whatever was the uh movie whether it was a disney movie or whether it was an action movie or whatever it didn't really matter so not just one category okay well i'm gonna travel back to when you had hair in the 1990s 
Oh, wow. And uh, I'm going to give you a few quotes, and I want to see if you know what movie it's from. The first I would quote. Have, I'm telling you right now, there's no chance in the world I'm going to be able to get any of these right, but go ahead. I, I gave you – I have a few softballs for you. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to actually give me the answer ahead of the question, but go ahead. <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. Again, I'm not going to be able to answer any of these. I'm not, that's not, I, I'm not, I am not going to be able to get even one of these right. So you can just, you can, you can ask the question and give the answer at the same time. Okay. You know what? You'll get one right to infinity and beyond. Again, I'm not going to be able to get Come any of these questions on. right. I'm just telling you, I will not get one of these right. I'm that's you're, you're, you might as well, I, I would be the offensive tackle lining up to play wide receiver and try to be effective this week against the Cowboys. <laughs> That's the analogy I'm going to make here. I, I don't, I do not know any of this stuff. I do not remember sayings in movies, names of movies. Uh, it is totally foreign to me. I, I couldn't even remember the name of the last movie. Well, I did. I saw Top Gun was the last movie that I saw, but other than that, I will tell you, Oh, I love, I, I remember blindside is the movie. I remember, uh, Field of Dreams, but most uh, I couldn't tell you the actors, actresses in movies. Obviously, Tom Cruise I could get, but I'm terrible at this. You're, you are. This is a category that I am going to fail miserably in. So we'll just stop right now because I wouldn't be able to get any of these. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, I can tell I'm making you feel a little awkward. I think movie time. No, for you, you know is what? Probably like the relaxed time, right? Where you're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not awkward. I don't feel awkward. I, I don't have any problem admitting this. I used to talk about this on the radio show back in Sacramento about these things. I hate trivia. I absolutely hate trivia. I don't care about trivia. It does not interest me uh, as far as like name that tune. Like I would, if I was on the show, name that tune, <laughs> I'd, st I, and that show debuted, what, how many years ago? Long, long oh, time ago. Long time. I would, yeah, I would still be on the set of that show trying to get my first name that tune. All right. I, I would, I would have died on that set trying to get name that tune. I wouldn't have gotten one, not one time would have I hit the buzzer and been the first to decide. So it's, it's just not, not what I am, not who I am. I don't, my brain doesn't function that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, um, but, okay. but, if, but if you but if you ask me what happened on a third and eight in the nineteen sixty six game between the Giants and the Eagles at Yankee Stadium, I'll tell you who made the throw. I'll tell you what number the player was. I'll tell you whether they made a first down. I'll tell you what the final score was. I'll tell you what the weather was. I'll tell you whether Robert Merrill sang the national anthem or not. That's stuff I can tell you about, but I can't tell you anything about movies. <laughs> it, that's hilarious how our minds work, right? Because yeah. you know all right. that. Hey, uh, what did you think about the whole situation with the 20-year-old uh, that caught Aaron uh, Judge's 60th home rumble? I, I thought it was great. I thought it was phenomenal that you know he didn't want anything in return, wanted to meet Aaron Judge and return the ball because that ball had a price tag accompanied uh, uh, with it, right? Can you Close imagine? half a mil. Think about that. Can you imagine being 20 years old and saying, you know what? The money's not important to me doing the right thing in my mind and meeting Aaron judge and handing him the ball is pretty remarkable to me. Can you imagine the individual that catches the 61st home run and more importantly, the 62nd, can you imagine what that ball is going to be worth? Imagine what those two home run balls are going to be worth. Oh, it's going to be astronomical. I mean, I remember I was in San Diego. I was still in college when Barry hit the tying home run that is the quote unquote record. And the ticket prices for the outfield stands were 
absolutely just out of this world. And when he hit that home run, because we were there for the game, it was like it was literally a fumble scrum. Like people were just jumping over bleachers. And um, yeah, I I have Ryan. Ryan, I think I read yesterday a tweet that Darren Ravel put out that for the Friday night game at Yankee Stadium against Boston, the cheapest tickets in the bleachers were going for eleven hundred bucks a pop. Well, Grant, you're basically gambling, right? At that yes, point? that's what you're doing. You're gambling. <laughs> that's now, exactly can you imagine, what you're doing. Now, now, uh, now uh, I'm going to go on a completely different tangent here. All right. Do you think we should be concerned about fan safety? With with Think about that. You're now putting a million dollars in the air that might be coming to you, and you have all of the people around you, and it's going to be a free-for-all. Can you believe – I mean, don't you think there's a really good chance of someone or some people getting hurt during that? Absolutely, Grant. I mean, if you're going to put nets around, you know, the infield so nobody's hit by a foul ball, you know, I'm not going to take my son to a game and sit in the bleachers in a situation like that where we could even be in that situation. So you have to put, you know, things in place to make sure that people don't get hurt because there's going to be kids out there. And you know what? If you're a 30-year-old whatever and you don't give a crap and you're there for a ball and you're not there for the game, you're not going to think <laughs> twice. No, I'm serious. Right. You're not going to think twice about, you know, piling over my son or piling over somebody else's kid. So you're absolutely right. But, I mean, there's no good way to control that. No, there isn't. There is no way to control it. You absolutely are correct. And not only that, if you catch the ball, you know, who's to say that someone's not going to mug you and tackle right. you and and like a like a scrum in a football game or a rugby, you know, at the bottom of the scrum. I mean, that's going to be pretty frightening stuff out there in the stands. I'll tell you that it's going to be very interesting to see how that all unfolds. But right now, the Yanks are up for nothing uh, on Pittsburgh, but the Red Sox come in uh, this weekend. And the uh, first game of that series is tomorrow. It's a four-game set, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I would say there's a pretty good chance that Aaron Judge is going to hit two home runs this weekend. Yeah, I agree with you. And, Grant, I mean, do you think the Red Sox aspect adds a different um, flavor to what's going on? Yeah. 100%. Absolutely 100%. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, I would imagine Red Sox fan or you know what? That might be the famous or the most famous Red Sox pitcher of all time if Aaron hits that uh, home run off yep. of him. But well, no, it should be interesting. This. I mean, you know, listen, no no disrespect to the Pirates, but Yankee fans don't want to see Aaron Judge hit 61 and 62 against the Pirates tonight. They want to see him do it against Boston. So Absolutely. no question. All right. Hey, Ryan, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. You too, Grant. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Anyone want to go to the movies? Just let me know what you want to go see. All right, let's get to uh, Richie. Richie, uh, thanks very much for chiming in here on Listen Up. Hi, Richie. Richie, hit your mic icon, hey, Grant, and I'll put you, you right on. Go ahead, Richie. Hey, Richie. Yep, hey, go ahead. what's going on, man? First time, long time. Uh, you made my commute so much easier when I uh, was coming back to Vacaville from work in Sacramento. But, um, you know, that's over now. So, oh, well, I get to listen to this, which is awesome. Um, Thank you, Richie. Yeah, man. Hey, I just want to call about my uh, my Raiders, man. God, I'm so disappointed. I mean, being a Raider fan, I feel like every year we say, oh, this is our year, this is our year. But I kind of really felt it this year more so than others. And, um, you know, it's only two games, but 
shit, man, we go into next week, say we lose that game. Well, now what is it only three, you know, now do I say, well, you know, it's only three games. I mean, come on, it's a 17 game season. I'm getting, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous at the moment. I mean, what do you- Hey, Richie, you- I'm going to put it to you very bluntly, okay? This game, this week in Tennessee is a must-win game for the Raiders. It's also a must-win game for the Titans. The loser of this team, you can pretty much flush down the toilet. The Raiders are not coming back in that AFC West down 0-3, all right? In all, likelihood, in all likelihood, the Chiefs are going to beat the Colts. Now, on any given Sunday, we know. But here's the deal. You already lost the divisional game against the Chargers. You have the Broncos and Chiefs, two divisional games coming up after the Titans. If the Raiders lose this game, I don't see them being able to rebound in order to be a playoff team. I don't see it. No, absolutely, 100%. And uh, one more thing, though, is really cool. Um, in August, my cousin called me and said, hey, what are you doing on September 11th? And I wasn't even thinking that was our first game of the season. I said, I, I don't know why. And he goes, man, I got round-trip airfare, two nights stay at a hotel and box seats for the Raiders Chargers game. Do you want to go? Oh, wow. Absolutely, man. God, that stadium was beautiful. Man. It was it was just such a cool such a cool afternoon. You know, we didn't we didn't get the W, but a hey, good experience nonetheless. Yeah, I've heard that stadium is great. I've flown over it many a times already and it looks beautiful from the air. Uh, I will definitely try to get down there for a game. But hey Richie, call again, man. I appreciate you finding me here on the app and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the future, okay? All right. Hey, thanks, Grant. Thank you, Richie. Appreciate it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Always like to have first-time callers here on Listen App. And uh, Waggus is now back with us after participating in the roundtable. Go ahead, buddy. Hi, Waggus. Yeah. Yeah, Grant. Apologize. To, you know, I know I've been active lately. I've been traveling for work a lot. I'm actually in Las Vegas looking at the new Raiders um, Stadium, which is, by the way, magnificent if you ever get a chance to come here. Yeah. Um, but I, um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, and I truly believe this because I know we talked about this many times before the season started. I truly believe in my heart, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan didn't even try to trade Garoppolo because I think deep down they knew that they they would need him. So do you agree with that or no? I agree that their game plan was to publicly say they were going to trade him and the only way they were going to trade him is for a King's ransom in return. And that did not happen. And I think that they were just fine that did, that did not happen. I think secretly they knew that they had some issues with Trey Lance. Uh, I think they both figured that it would be difficult to keep him on the field for 17 weeks. I believe they both felt that it would be very challenging to make the playoffs and win playoff games with him as the quarterback. 
So that would not surprise me at all. Would not surprise me at all. And, and you know, I'm looking at the Colts, right? I mean, they got Matt Ryan, and I, I don't know how much far they were going to go if they had a better quarterback, but they definitely missed out. So I, I didn't get your take on this. Obviously, you know, we both agreed that Lance was not going to take his team in the playoffs. But now that we have Garoppolo, and if we get a healthy Kittle back, our defense is, you know, I mean, I know that game one was pretty awful, but, you know, I, I feel like our defense is still pretty strong. Where do you have us? Where do you have the Niners right now? I think they're the best team in the NFC West, and I think they're going to win the division, and I think they're going to go far in the playoffs, uh, unless, obviously, Garoppolo gets hurt. I mean, all bets are off if he gets hurt, but I believe that the 49ers are the team to beat right now in the NFC West. I think they have the best team. I'm also a little nervous about what I've seen from Stafford in the first two games, you know, with the elbow. Uh, I think the Niners are the best team in the division now. Who do you think is the best team in the NFC, though? I think Tampa is when they're healthy right now. I mean, their defense to me is, you know, really, really solid. And, you know, through two weeks, Brady still looks like that guy. And they've been doing it with, you know, an injured Godwin. Now no Evans this week. I mean, they've been – their offensive line has been a little bit in shambles. I think that the Bucks are probably a whisker better than everybody else in the NFC, but not by much. Okay. And if Herbert's healthy, I still have the Chargers going to the Super Bowl. What do you think? Do you think there's any shot there? Well, the the chances of them going into Buffalo, assuming that Buffalo would have home field, and I think that they will, and again, maybe I'm being way premature about that, and winning yeah. in that environment in January would, to me, be unlikely. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but we're only through two weeks of the season, and injuries are going to impact – how these teams play for the rest of the year. And look at Herbert. We don't even know if he's playing this week. So you you cannot really jump that far ahead. I like the Chargers. Uh, I'm a little nervous about their coach and Staley. I think he's a little bit too much of a gunslinger. And I think that could really backfire on them in the postseason. But the three best teams, in my opinion, in the AFC are – the in, in no particular order. Well, it, I am going to go in an order. I think it's Buffalo one. I think it's Kansas yeah. City two, and I think the Chargers are the third best team in the in the conference. Where would you put Miami then? Uh, I want to see a little bit more of Miami. I think people are going a little bit overboard over one game. All right. I mean, I think you're getting. I mean, I think you're getting a little bit overboard here. Baltimore defensively did not play well against Joe Flacco and the Jets. I if you call me up on Monday and the Dolphins have just beat the Buffalo Bills, then I'm going to put them in that category. I think people got a little bit carried away because of the fourth quarter of Miami in Baltimore. I don't get carried away on one quarter of football or one game. I really don't. One game is one game. The Dolphins now have a team that they have to beat who are, by the way, coming off a Monday night football game, one less day to prepare. And so let's see. Because I'll tell you this. I know, I know who the Buffalo Bills are. I'm going to be a little bit more educated on who the Miami Dolphins are after this game. So, again, I'm not, I'm not ready to put the Dolphins in that category just yet. All right. And, and I know you're probably not going to agree with this, but I think your Giants are a little bit better than you think because, you know, they're playing together as a team. And I just feel like if you play together as a team, you know, uh, you can, you know, get the best talent out. And, and they're very well coached. And I think that was a great decision by hiring that coach. 
Um, and I think that, you know, hey, they might have a shot. Now, if they beat the Cowboys, what, what kind of chance do you give them? This Sunday, uh, 50, to beat the 50, Monday night, it's Monday night, 50, 50. Well, first of all, 50, 50, the giants have played two really bad teams. Obviously Tennessee is not a good team right now. You saw right. what the giants did to them and you saw what Buffalo did to them. Carolina, you know, obviously is not a playoff team. So yeah. let, let's, let's keep in check. Here's, here's the biggest issue that I see with the giants though. Their offensive line is not very good. And I think Micah Parsons is going to have a profound impact on the game on Monday night, because I don't know how the Giants are going to block him. The Giants' secondary, a little bit better than last year, but still not very good. The Giants also, on Sunday, lost their best defensive player, albeit they don't believe it's that serious with a sprained MCL, and that's Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams is the best player defensively on the Giants, and so if he can't play on Monday against the Cowboys, that's a really big loss for them. So I'm not... Listen, am I surprised the Giants are 2-0? Obviously, I'm surprised. But it's an ugly 2-0. It's not a good 2-0. It's not a 2-0 where I go, oh, wow, this Giants team's really turned the corner. I don't think they've turned the corner yet. I think they got lucky and they beat two bad teams. So we got the, the Giants have the Cowboys Monday night. Then they have the Bears right. next Sunday. If you told me right now the Giants would be 1-1 one one in the next two weeks, I would take it in a heartbeat. I think... I think the Giants, this is what I think that's going to happen, and maybe even going on a limb. I think they can beat the Bears. I don't think they can beat the Cowboys. But I do think they can beat the Bears. That will put them away at 3-1. and one, So Because I, I just really like how they're playing. They're playing together, and, and uh, we'll see what happens. But it's it, it's definitely one of the great stories uh, building up because yep. you, you're right. They're not that good of a team on paper, and they're two and zero. And and here's the thing: if they keep on winning, yeah, but they're, they're a bad two and zero. But they 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 play two bad teams, and so you have to always True. keep that in check. Okay, so okay, so if on Monday night if they beat the Cowboys, would you then start to come? You know, maybe. Yes, I okay. don't think the Cowboys right. are no, that I... good. I I don't, but I don't think the Cowboys are that good. <laughs> I don't think I I don't think the Cowboys are going to the playoffs this year. Let me ask you this then. What do you think you got to see from the Giants for you to get on board this year with them? Uh, first of all, I've got to see uh, Evan Neal, their right tackle pass block better, the rookie out of Alabama. Uh, collectively, okay. uh, I, I need to see Daniel Jones have better ball security. That's Those are the top two things. Tackles, protecting Daniel Jones, and better ball security. If those two things occur, then I will be – much more optimistic. Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, the fifth overall pick in the draft has not played in the first two weeks. Uh, they're hoping that he can play this Monday night against Dallas. You know, he got hurt in the preseason and against the Jets, I believe, and we haven't seen him yet. You know, and again, he he's a guy that can have an impact on the defense uh, and he has not been on the field yet. So, we'll, you know, again, it's a long season. We'll see. Perfect. All right, Grant, it was fun. I appreciate you giving me the time. Thank you. And one other thing, Waggus, they're not beating yes. Philadelphia. The Eagles are a much better team than the Giants on that both sides true. of the ball. All right. That is true. But but it depends on – yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. They're not beating Philly, so. I, I, I Thank just, you, buddy. You know, I, I, it, it, it's always better to see a team, whether you have talent or not, go out there and play. A lot of yes. these good teams, you know, I just don't see them going out there and play. One of the good things about the Niners, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo, is they play as a team, as a unit, and you just yep. love to see that. Well, well I guess I'm going to answer. So. I'm going to answer your question this way: This Monday okay. night, 
is the most excited I've been to watch a New York Giants game in years. In years. This is the first meaningful game that the Giants have played probably since 2011 when I was with my two boys in Indianapolis to watch them beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. This probably is as meaningful as a game that they've played in over a decade on Monday night. And I know that MetLife's going to be jumping. I also know there are going to be a lot of Cowboy fans there. There always are. I mean, the Cowboy fans (laughs) spend money on the open market to get their tickets. And there will be a lot of nonsense going on in the stands. And this is going to be an interesting game on Monday night. No question about it. All right. Well, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a good story. And like I said, playing together as a team, sometimes it's a lot better than having superior talent. So I'll say that. So, yeah, no, I appreciate I appreciate the time, Grant. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Always good. Thank good you. show today, everyone. Really appreciate it. I thought the roundtable was the best one we've had yet. Thought it was great. And we'll do it again next Wednesday on our Open Forum Wednesday. Tomorrow, I'll have my four picks. I went one and three last week. So I will need a, a bounce back. I'm telling you right now, I'm not touching the Giants game. Um, I'm staying out of that game. I, I'm not. I'm not going there. Uh, the, the there are some very interesting games. Buffalo, Miami, interesting game. I think it's interesting that the Chiefs are only a six and a half point favorite at Indianapolis. I think that that's an interesting line, and it kind of tells me that only two teams that are projected to be good. You got to be careful when they are facing pretty much an elimination game in September. Now, maybe in the AFC South, I'm getting a little ahead of myself that 0-3, you can't bounce back. But the Colts are not just 0-2. They're a bad 0-2. See, the difference in what Waggis was talking about, the Raiders are a good 0-2, okay? The Colts are a bad 0-2. Does that make sense? The Raiders could easily, easily be 2-0. The Colts could not easily be 2-0. And so I look at the Raiders, and I'm thinking, that's still a pretty good team, even though they're 0-2. That's how I judge those things. Make it a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.